I've been thinking a lot about like, what do I want to do for a hobby? Because I need, I need one, right? Yeah. But it also has me like in just the right state of ambition. Yeah. Where I think that we should compete in something. Like you and me? Yeah. All right. I don't know what. But I yeah. want to see how com- just how competitive you get because I know how competitive I'm not. <laughs> well, then I probably won't be very because it's very oh, responsive. Okay. Like I wouldn't bowl over you if you weren't remotely competitive. I might initially, but then I'd hate myself for it. You know, like it wouldn't be a prolonged like I'm winning. I'm still winning if I was winning. And it, it's yeah. If you if we were like sparring, yeah, I'd get into it. But yeah, but yeah, I would. I wouldn't intentionally plow forth if you were like okay man but i i mean it'd be fun i'm i'm down to to compete well then we'd have to pick something where both of us were, are kind of like naturally disposed to be competitive mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what that is for me yeah and some of mine are like like i think i said on the healthy competition episode like doing a show with a band is the thing that flips that switch for me like Mm-hmm. that's the surest way I almost can't hide from it. Like that's like the one way to just go right to the core of it. Most other things I can kind of like toggle it and might even just do so involuntarily. So it's, hmm. it's not like it's this core tenet of my personality. Yeah. Well, cause part of me was thinking like, what if we challenged each other? Cause uh, uh, this is also coming from like, we're about to air the first episode of our stuck in the rut series. Mm-hmm. And I think we both need something to kind of pull us out of the rut. Mm. So part of me wants to suggest that why don't we challenge each other to do different things? Okay. But related enough that we can like check back on progress and it seems like a competition. Yeah, I like that. To do something. That's cool. Yeah. We should start the blog around, (laughs) around like they make a picture of whatever you did and like write about your feelings about it and just keep okay, it. So, I mean, it's going to write itself, dude. <laughs> we have a challenge-based thing with it. My first challenge to you. Oof. Okay, so the the problem I've always run into with, like, writing prompts is that writing prompts are exercises. They are never meant to be the thing that produces the work. Yeah. They're the exercises that go into the work. But I've always hated prompts. And that's why I'm not a good news reporter. <laughs> Writing-wise, I'm a good it. news reporter. But <laughs> prompt-wise, I hate it. Yeah. Because prompt-wise, I'm just like, oh, I'm being called upon to write something right now. That's not going to go in my catalog. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will only want to do the work at all if it is definitive. Yeah. But something like a blog is interesting where it is a prompt that then becomes definitive once you hit publish. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, like if given a topic, then yeah. So that might actually be an interesting challenge for me to get over my distaste for prompts. Yeah. And to get over my distaste for writing on command. Because usually I only write anything when I have the emotional inspiration to. Well, what if we structured it pretty... I don't know, pretty tightly around this concept. Like, say it's a limited run thing. Like, however long we decide to have the challenge go, that's as long as we have to do it. And past mm-hmm. that point, it doesn't have to do anything. And these are the points you got to try to hit about whatever it was. Just make it a little more soulless than, like, the writing part can be 
fun, but like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just kind of, cause I was only really bringing it up because I can imagine some of these things being photogenic at some point. Like I can imagine like a challenge where it's like bake this or like, Oh, climb you're this. saying to chronicle the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Through a blog. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> that the blog itself was the challenge. <laughs> oh, that actually became it when you said you didn't want to write a blog at first. So I was like, well, but, uh, no, initially I was thinking we chronicle it just so that like if I said like bake this type of uh, of cheese bread or a pie, I'm down. Cuz I think we'd have to tape a shitload and I don't know how we'd get the pictures across. So it might be yeah. better to just have a quick kind of cuz then we could also look at each other's shit and see the True. challenge happening there. But yeah, you know, if we did it for like 2 months or something then say like all right, we're going to have this blog for 2 months. And mm -hmm. maybe it'll go longer, maybe it won't, but we're tapping out after that if we want to. <laughs> well, it could also tie into our New Year's resolutions that we were talking about with Brian. Mm. Which were very vague. Yeah. So I mean, w one of mine was to get my knee fixed. That's not vague at all, but <laughs> <laughs> Both of our other ones had like a lot of abstraction to them. Like for me, it was get a hobby and to you, it was more deliberate action. Yeah. You know, so it would be interesting maybe to like zero in on a way to like solve both those problems. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then like make that. that the competition. What do you think for a duration on something like this? Like how long of a challenge and how frequent? Do we challenge each other? How frequently do we challenge each other and stuff? I don't know. I think it could be interesting to have like a little like check in with each other about it. Maybe once every two weeks or so for a couple months. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But what scratches both those itches? And do we have to both accept the same challenge? Oh shit. That's a good point. Yeah. That might be too narrow of a scope. So yeah. maybe it should be a competition of challenging each other to different things yeah i like that i think we'll get creative with yeah. that too as time goes on and find ways of screwing with each other that'll be fun i'm sure and like <laughs> it'll be good of course because <laughs> you know there's gonna be that one week where you're like you son of a bitch and like we both have to do this thing <laughs> that'll be good no this is i like this idea a lot man this will be fun yeah we should try to have it culminate in like at least one um, externally submitted thing we both have to do too, like together mm -hmm. somehow. Cause like hopefully it'll be less COVID y and more warm and whatever it needs to be for that to be yeah, a thing. Right. And like we both have to like, like, remember we had that idea a while back about it might have been coming off the cross discipline episode, but we had talked about like we should just try to do a, a limited thing on like we just try shit, like we just try to learn stuff quickly in real time and just do that like we go out and see brian dickens and he teaches us how to rock climb in like an hour yeah and we just right. do whatever we can with it for an hour like different things like that but it would be interesting to have it culminate in the challenge that like we both have to like figure the hell out together in real time and just see what happens i'm going to insert a caveat here <laughs> it's probably safe yeah i'm not editing video for oh, whatever no, yeah. this is okay absolutely yeah no, that's what I'm saying about a blog. Like, we take a picture, we write, like, a few sentences. Yeah. I guess that's actually just an Instagram. <laughs> that's not even a fucking blog. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still not getting an Instagram, but... Yeah, no video. Okay. <laughs>
like one thing that I was thinking is that we could be like, I don't, I don't know, to go like a really obvious route, like for every, every month for however many months, write some kind of musical piece, whether instrumental or not, mm. instrumental or lyrical for like all the different scales. Huh. I've never bothered to learn scales. <laughs> so going through like, like different modes, I mean, like Lydian, Phrygian, yeah. Ionian, all that stuff. Which like I've explored a little bit here and there, but I've never really learned them. So that's one thought that I was having. But I think that's a little bit too obvious and a little bit too pigeonholy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I could see that. Like I think it could be done in a way that's not um like it wouldn't waste anybody's time, but Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the same time it doesn't feel like it's digging deep enough compared to how other stuff could. Or like I could, I could, we could challenge each other to finish a certain number of unfinished songs <sighs> in a given period of time. Yeah. Which is maybe more fun, but a lot more stressful. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe we should have a sort of determination about how, how much soul a challenge has in it, because that yeah. would be hard for us to schedule and it would be hard for the other person to ne necessarily infer. Right. Just given, like, there's going to be certain weeks where I'm like, I'm, I do not want to go through all drafts, whereas other weeks I might be like, fuck yeah. But right. if we have to have too much of a back and forth about, like, like a challenge ought to be unilateral as hell, you know, like just, I'll be like, Joel, you're doing this this week. And it's something that's like, you know, safe enough or like fun enough or whatever that's like, you can be, even if you're begrudgingly like, oh shit, okay. It's not like, it's going to keep you up at night and yeah. vice versa. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like confront this fear like <laughs> well what's interesting about that example though is that like it would drive me nuts if the challenge had to culminate in the final draft of the thing and like mm. the final like recording that was going out to the world yeah because i'm struggling with that in particular a lot right now yeah um and I would be anyway. It doesn't have to be right now. I don't need mm. any excuse to struggle with art. <laughs> but like if the challenge were to come up with a complete draft, but not necessarily the final draft. Yeah. Go through the notebook, look for some scribbles in there, turn it into a song. Mm. You know, so it could be something that like doesn't even really have like a, a body to it yet. Yeah. I mean, that could work. Yeah. I also don't think it's all too interesting. Yeah. I think there's there's a, there's a lot more room for stretching this out. What were the resolutions again that we were going to try to focus them towards? So you said that you wanted to get better at deliberate action and learning how to leave a room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's still true. And that's I said good. that... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, you know? And I said that I wanted to get into a hobby and get my knee fixed. And there was some connotation to the hobby thing where it has to be something that is purely a hobby and not something that defines me. And also the option that it could be a hobby that had some institutional support attached to it or some community built into it. Yeah. Which I guess okay. is pretty much every hobby now that Instagram is a thing. <laughs> yeah, those we could do something with those. I mean, there's only so many challenges about leaving a room at the right time, but... <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, that that would be a tough one, too, because like I've, if, if we weren't in the middle of the pandemic, I would just challenge you to enter many rooms, as many as you can, and then leave them promptly. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. That part wouldn't be a challenge if I was entering as many rooms as I could, because I'd be leaving them right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted, dude. But, but it's more like leaving conversation. Yeah, it's the ones yeah. that I like. That's the thing. That's what I meant by the... The resolution was like the oh. like the situations that I, I genuinely enjoy, but just those times when I'm like, yep, no, I'm doing this other thing now mentally. It's not common, common, but it like, you know, it happens. It happens to everybody, but. No, I get what you're saying. Like, even if you're having a great conversation at two in the morning, burnout's around the corner. Yeah. So, yeah. Like not yeah. waiting for it to be a fucking emergency before I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, getting out of a situation before burnout takes over. Yeah, and specifically learning those lines. That's what I kind of meant by it in an actionable way. was like learning some... Like I know people that are just amazing. Like they're just virtuosos at like pivoting and getting in and out of stuff and, and just, like I said, not wasting their own time to put it really bluntly. And like it's it's such a skill, man. It's like, my yeah. God, it, it baffles me. I was getting good at it for a little bit. No, you're pretty good at it. Like... You definitely, because it doesn't feel mean, you know, like if you're like done with a, a call or done with a situation, it's, I've never felt like slighted. Like if we're on the phone and you hang up first, I've never been like, oh, what did I say? It's just like, okay. We've <laughs> <laughs> usually not... been talking for four hours, but it's still, yeah, it's an art, man. I don't think for me, it's a matter of it feeling mean. It's just a matter of doing it before the exhaustion happens. And that's what I mean, is that like prior to the pandemic, I was like, there was still a room for improvement, but I was getting pretty damn good mm. at knowing my social limits. I just think it's a valuable skill. It's one of those things that like people don't just intuitively know that you're tired or that your interest is waning or that you're supposed to be somewhere. It's like that they have no reason to know those things. And like, right. So being able to pivot around stuff politely is like such a valuable skill that I don't think is treated as a valuable skill. It's like just mm -hmm. kind of one of those things certain people have and they never talk about. So so you basically want to write yourself a script. Yeah. And the most like action oriented manifestation of this. Yeah. Like I want to have a few lines that I feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily canned stuff, but just a few that I know, like, I can say this here, it is universally inoffensive. Yeah. And it is completely okay to say this at this time, you know, like, really dumb it down, like, really get, like, mechanical about it and just see how that feels. Because for me, a lot of it's the guilt. A lot of it's the, like, well, what if I, like, hurt their feelings? Like, what if I cut off a thought that they were about to have? And, like, I would rather sit there and, and crucify myself for the rest of the night than then think for the rest of the night that I had done that. So it's working on finding some little markers to sort of flip that around. Do you think that it would help to just like announce that you have a hard out ahead of time? For some reason it doesn't. Huh. That's a strategy I have used and it's it's pretty good. Like it's pretty effective, but it's um it's not like this is like a constant, like I'm constantly trapped and stuff, but it's like when I do that, I know I'm going to be feeling like, all right, I want to tap out or I have to be somewhere or something. But it's more for those situations when I just kind of realize it, that like, yeah, I'd like to be doing this now. Yeah. Sort of having a little toolbox for like 
validating that feeling as opposed to leaving it completely on the in the other person's court, which again, they might not be aware that I'm doing. Because that's the weird paradox with it. It's, it's easy if they're a dick. <laughs> but if they're yeah. not, they would be both more accepting of that feeling that I was having and also more likely to hit that guilt button for me. Right. So it's, it's almost like a non-problem, but... Well, the problem to me sounds like if they are not a dick, then you're more willing to put their feelings before yours. Yeah. Because you don't want to offend them by cutting them off mid-sentence or by, like, implying that you don't want their company anymore. Yeah. Oh, the other interesting thing, too, is if they're a if it's a framed relationship, right? Like if it's like a business relationship or, or okay. a client sort of a thing, I've noticed that it's way easier as well because there is kind of a script. Like it is. Oh, sure. If I'm like dealing with somebody in like a pitch kind of a situation where like I'm selling them on something and, or I'm like doing a consult for somebody or whatever, like it's, it's a very defined scenario it's very easy to sort of come in here's the right amount of pleasantries here's what you say here's the questions you answer then thank you i'll be in touch xyz you're out there's an expectation that that isn't gonna meander too much into like a so like how's it been going like that would be fucking weird to do in that situation so that's easy too but i actually had to approach that in a script sort of way at first just to kind of trust it in a way and like sort of be like okay this is really what you're supposed to do right so I don't know. It's weird, but hmm. but yeah, it's harder when it's like <laughs> it's harder when it's a friend or when it's like somebody that knows me for some yeah. reason. Yeah, I do. I do understand that. I do sometimes get the fear of being mean or dismissive, or like being like that. My exiting being off putting to somebody else, but mostly for me, it is the like I'll I'll wait for a lull. Like I don't, I don't like interrupting and I, like it's, I'm always waiting for my turn to speak, you know? Yeah. So especially in a social situation where there might be a lot going on, I'm going to wait for the break in conversation. I'm going to wait for the pause mm. so that I can say, all right, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And then the pause doesn't happen. And then say, I'm at like, this is why I don't really <laughs> like going to bars Yeah. because the pause doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, there's the the moment where it's quiet enough for you to make your announcement doesn't come. And I've never really managed to get over that. So, but I I get that there's a, the worry that you're wanting to leave in some way devalues the whole interaction for another person. Yeah. 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 That's it. Definitely. And I've, I have seen that, like, the people that I know who are, like, exceptionally quick at it and good at it, and honestly, a little bit of an antidote to that feeling sometimes is just the ability to own it. Uh-huh. Like, just the simple kind of, like, the way, like, improv is, like, just over time you get comfortable with that kind of reflex. But, like, I don't know, it's, because uh, I've, I've known a few people who are more, like, kind of corporate in their whole aesthetic, and they're amazing at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, and actually a friend of mine had told me, I asked him like for a piece of business advice one time, and one thing he told me was, his exact words were, avoid drive-by shootings. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. And he was like, no, that's like what they uh, they call like when you get hooked into a meeting, if you walk by your boss's office, he's like, avoid those at all costs. Have like five or 10 stock lines 
in your head at all times to avoid that because what they're going to do is pull you in when you're off balance and ask you some uh, okay. hard question and screw with you. And that's the skill set too. It's like just, you know, valuing your own space and time and, and emotional energy and things like that. And honestly, your own preparedness too. Yeah. But also not feeling the guilt. That's That's the part I want to like just... I don't feel like I'm miles away from it. I just feel like it's something I've never like given myself permission to really take head on and, and kind of actually ascribe any value to. So I think it's going to be a mindfulness thing, like a consciousness thing. It's just kind of when I find myself in those situations, just kind of looking at it dead in the eyes and being like, okay, like you're tired. What are you going to say? It's just so hard to practice now. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, like even if you did come up with the per what you thought would be the perfect script, you couldn't test it out necessarily, in in many different settings. You know. Yeah, although yes and no, I've found that I have fewer interactions, but the ones that I do have are both more prone to kind of like hitting that nerve for me, and the ones on Zoom, especially, or again, yes, Zoom and phone really, but Zoom can be a little bit more poignant. Um, they are harder to read the person in the ways that I would have to read them to feel kind of at ease, like to mm -hmm. know that I didn't offend them. Like I, it's harder to tell if somebody's body language changes, that kind of stuff. Like, so I will have a harder time knowing if they're full of shit when they say, okay, cool, man. Yeah. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Like, are they just saying that when in reality they were about to like bear their soul? I can see that they're like texting. I'm like, okay, they don't give a fuck either. So I'm out. Like, it's that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's harder over some of the media we have now. So. Yeah. It's almost more quality, less quantity as far as this lesson goes. But I would love some, some quantity, you know, because that's how I've learned. So yeah. I don't know. It'd be huh. interesting. But I have a whole year, I suppose. So. Yeah.